All right, everyone. Another week with the Lone Wolf. Let's go. Um, just want to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everyone. You know that follows along, everyone that listens, everyone. You know, all my friends and family. Merry Christmas, guys. You know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that good shit. But let's get right into it. So we talked about Machado and Eli the other day, and with the uh, with that. I'm going to divert a little bit here. Um, from what I'm hearing right now, I have a source that is saying that D.D. Gregorius is going to be moved uh, within the coming days, weeks, whatever. And this makes you have to wonder as a Yankee fan, like, what are they going to do? I think this means that they're going to get Machado, definitely. I also think that, think that if this happens, it's going to be for a high-end pitcher that they're going to want. Now, next week, I'm going to take a little dive in and see what possible teams there could be for this. And I want everyone to know that when they hear this, uh, it was from me first. So, yeah, breaking news out here. Uh, This is the same source I got that the uh, Yankees were going to sign Aaron Boone as the manager. So I got that one about a week before everyone else did. No one believed me, really. And, yeah, look look how that turned out. But everyone... Just remember, DD, if he moves, it's Lone Wolf Hof. Now, how to feel about this? Uh, I think it's the kind of the right move, and I also have a, you know, I think that it sucks because I love DD. I think DD's great. I, you know, as a, uh, a lefty shortstop softball men's league savage, I love DD. I look up to DD. Yeah, I'm not that great at softball. So before anyone else busts my balls about it, I know I'm not that good. I'm decent. I'm Dodo Gregorius. I know that already. Thank you. The less superior DD, all that stuff. So it, it hurts though. It does. Because I I do love DD, but it, it's a log- it logically makes sense now. It lo- it makes sense because DD's contract's up after this year. And by the time next spring training comes around, not this coming, he's gonna be 30. So are you gonna sign and you're gonna have a guy that's in the first year of his new deal at 30 as a shortstop? It's tough. It is tough. I get it. And we love Didi, but realistically, he's going to want, and he deserves four to five years. And he's going to probably want, what, uh, 18 to 20, maybe more, 22 million? Eh, I could go 18 to 20, I think. And are the Yankees really going to pay that? Are they going to pay that if they get Machado? Are they going to pay that with Judge down the line, with Seve down the line, with everyone down the line? Are they going to pay that? I, I don't think they're going to. Now... This is where it gets it gets hard because now what, you know, you put Machado at shortstop for now. You have Andujar at third, which we, as we know, I don't like that at all. But you have to let the kid mature, I guess. That's what their plan is. They really do love Andujar. They're going to, if this happens, they really, it shows they really love him. They want him to improve. Then you have Torres at second still. So it, this it's going to be tough. If they do this, I'm, you know, I won't be, I'm not sure how I'll feel. Uh. I'll be a little upset, but if this happens, we'll see. But if it happens, Didi, thank you for everything. You know, uh, that's big. So I we appreciate Didi as Yankee fans. We really do. And if this does happen, I do trust Cashman to the point where it makes sense in a way. It does. It, it does. I'm not going to lie. Makes sense. It does a little bit. It, this is. It makes sense that they can really get something good. Because if you're gonna, if you have Didi for the end of the season this year, and he, you know, you win a title and he still walks, it's worth it. You know, it is. So it it has to be worth the Yankees' while, I think, to trade Didi. But 
So we let, well, that's it for that. Now to last week's picks, three and three. I'm not my best. A little upset with myself. Um, the Buffalo Bills screwed me. You know, that, that sucked. They were going to cover that. I mean, they just take a knee, 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 no field goal. Boom, bango, bongo, no cover. That's what happens. That's what happens. It's why this sometimes it sucks here. You know, doing these things, it sucks. You get that. So that sucked. The Titans was an easy one. I mean, my God, the Giants stink. Blah, blah, blah. Next up, Colts, easy one. Boom. Thank you. Next. Pats, that sucked. It's a, you know, it was a good number for a good team coming off, you know, a loss. You like that. Happens. Nothing you can do. Browns, I hit. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Browns. Good job. We all did great on that one. Raiders, that was just a bad pick, I guess. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. They just didn't come to play, really. And uh, now to this week. Now, again, I'm going to do it again. Stop what you're doing right now. 5.36 p.m. Saturday. Well, you're going to be listening to it later than that. So whenever time you're looking at, look at that damn clock. Stop what you're doing. Chargers, minus four. Boom. We're doing it. We're hitting it. We're hitting it hard, baby. I like this one a lot. Lamar Jackson, I think, is a little overrated. Uh, the last five weeks, he's played four of the worst five run defenses in the NFL. Now, now logically speaking, odds-wise, that's thousands of thousands to one that that happens. And it's a perfect storm for the guy. I think the Chargers are going to cover this. I, I Yeah, I definitely think they're going to cover it. I think that they have the correct personnel to stop Lamar Jackson. So they're going to be able to stop him with their quick edge guys. Derwin James, I think they have a quick defense. They're going to do that. Bingo, bango, bongo. The offense is going to move well. I can see it being a 21, like 14 type game, maybe 28, 21, you know, something like that. I'm a fan. I think that I think this pick is going to do well. I think that it's just a perfect storm right now. Because logically think about it now. When? The Ravens played and covered against the Chiefs in Kansas City, correct? It was, what, seven, I think, seven-ish, around there, seven, seven and a half. Now, since then, the Ravens covered that game. Then they played the Bucks, and they won by eight, and they technically technically kind of covered, depending on where you got your action. Now they're in L.A., and it's only minus four. Now, I do get that the Chargers have less of a home field than the Chiefs, but is it that much? Is it three or four points less? Especially for the team that is arguably better after they just beat Kansas City? I don't think so. Also, the Ravens are on short rest. The Chargers are on a longer rest. So I think that this number is a fishy number, kind of, but it's also, you know, I think you have value with the Chargers. I think that's, that's what I'm getting at. You have value with the Chargers, and you have to take it here. Take the value with the Chargers. We're running with it. We're going. Boom, bingo, bango, bongo, pick. Next up, Packers. I'm minus two and a half. Um, now, obviously, this is all contingent on if Aaron Rodgers plays. If Aaron Rodgers does not play for some reason, I am not betting this. This does not count. So, yeah, this is my show. I'm making my rules. Boom. Um, but he's going to play. From all indications, he's going to play. And I think he's going to play because he doesn't want this team to go 0-8 on the road for the season. They want to get one road win. He wants to prove that this Mike McCarthy firing was the correct firing, the correct move. So he's they're going to try and win this game. They have a little extra motivation. And I think the Jets, 
as much as they might want to win, they're kind of settling. You know, they they, they saw everyone saw Sam play well last week. So things are going well right now in the Jet world, you can say. Sam played well last week, boom, whatever. If we lose, we lose. We get a better draft pick, blah, blah, blah. Now, the guys are going to go out and play, of course. But I don't think that, you know, the stadium's not going to be bumping or anything. It's, you know, it's going to be, eh, whatever. Nothing too crazy. So I like the Packers here. I think the Packers are going to play well. I think that they're going to be able to turn Sam over a little bit. And then I think they're going to win, like, you know, 21-17. Something like that, 28-24, one of those ones, a little four-point four bagger, boom, bam. Next up, we got the Saints. Now, I like this pick. It's a bounce-back spot Bounce back spot for the Saints. Pittsburgh's riding high. Now, this is a correlation-type thing here, everyone. I'm All my picks this week are a little correlated. So let's say the Chargers win, right? And, you know, if they win, they'll maybe probably cover, blah, 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 whatever. It puts less pressure on the Steelers now because they will not have to worry about the uh, the Ravens as much if they lose. So I think that obviously they're going to play hard, but the pressure isn't on. And I think the Steelers would play better with the pressure on them, if that makes sense. Now, the Ravens lose, and all the Steelers have to do is just win one game. They have to just win one more game. That's it. They have to win that one. Boom. They can win next week. They are playing the Bengals, I believe. So they play the Bengals next week. Oh, that's it. You know, they, 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 they feel that, okay, we're good. We're good to go. So if they lose the Ravens, I think that the Saints are just going to just kind of not wipe out Steelers. I think they win by 10. 10-ish, maybe it, if even if, but even if it's just a touchdown, you're still getting the cover. So I think the I think it's a bounce back spot. Bounce back spot for the Saints. They win, they get the one seed, boom. So it that that's it right there. You got that. And I think the Saints offense is just gonna bounce back. It's a dude, they're due for a bounce back. You can't be this good on offense and just keep being silent for the past few weeks like they have been. So I'm seeing a big, big output. I, I kind of like the over here too. It's going down. It's going down fast. 52 and a half I'm seeing. I'm going with, I like the over too, honestly. So let's go with the Saints there. Minus six and a half. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now the next game I'm going to pick is also a correlation here. Chargers win. It's more pressure on the Chiefs. The Chiefs need to win then. They need to win to keep pace. So Chargers win. They need to win. The Chiefs need to win to keep pace. Boom. And I think that the two and a half is a good number for this team. I, I really, I like the Chiefs here. Bounce back spot, bounce back. It's all about the bounce back spot, Pete. Bounce back spot, bounce back, bounce back spot. Say, say that five times fast. God, you're an idiot. Uh, okay, Chiefs here. I like them. Seahawks have a lot of injuries on defense. Both safeties are probably going to be out. And if you don't have safeties that can cover Kelsey or the running backs, it's going to be tough. Damian Williams has proven he can he can catch the ball, run, and he can do well. He did well last week. He did well the week before. I think that it's a good spot for the Chiefs here. I think that their pass rush can maybe disrupt Wilson a little bit. Now, the the number that does scare me is that Seahawks are eight and zero. You know, as a you know, a dog at home, it does scare me a little bit. It does. 
because this team does play well at home. They, they in a prime time game, especially they play well. But if you go back to that Vikings game, I mean, one one bad call really changed that game. So eh, you know, could have been different. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. I like it, and then it says it's it's all correlated, guys. Everyone, it's all correlated. That's the thing. I'm correlating a lot this week, which what you know, take it for what you want, though. Next up, Panthers. Now, weird game here. No Cam, so obviously the line moves. It opened. Uh, Panthers were minus three, I believe. Correct? Yeah, minus three and a half. Now flip flop. Falcons are minus three and a half. So. I'm going with the Panthers here. I like the Panthers minus three and a half. I think that Higby is equivalent to an 80% Cam Newton, let's say. You know, I don't think he's uh, he's not terrible. But this line, when they knew Cam was already 60% healthy, was minus three and a half. So you're getting a swing here of what? Six, seven points. So... Uh, the swing, you gotta go. We gotta roll with the swing here. Panthers at home. You're getting that field goal. I like it. It's a good line. It's a number. I'm not, you know. And McCaffrey's there. McCaffrey's gonna play. McCaffrey's gonna run. McCaffrey's gonna score. So I think that the Panthers defense will do a good enough job against Matt Ryan. And if Julio Jones doesn't play, which is possible, I like this game even more. I, I just don't. Th- I don't see. How the Falcons will be able to move the ball that well then. So Panthers getting the three and a half. I like it a lot. That's one I think that's my favorite of the week, to be honest. I think so. Yeah, you know what? It is. And last but not least, Arizona Cardinals getting 14 and a half. Um simple here, people. Todd Gurley is not 100 percent healthy. He might not play. So I put this in now. Because Todd Gurley is big for that offense, and if he's not 100% healthy, it's going to hurt them. And they, people, they're pretty much locked into the two-seed almost. They'd have to lose both games. They just have to win. So they're not trying to blow anyone out here. You know, they are not. It's, it might be a little sloppy of a game. They want Goff to get on track, but they're not going to look to blow anyone out. And I think Arizona's going to play a little better at home. You know, I think David Johnson's going to play a little better. I don't. It's just a big number, fourteen and a half for the Cardinals at home. Now they played bad. Don't get me wrong, but bounce back spot here, maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah. So Cardinals minus fourteen and a half. I like it. Big fan of it. So we're wrapping it up. A nice little short one for you this week. Uh, so little backtrack. We're going with the Chargers, the Packers, Saints, Panthers, Chiefs, and Cardinals. Chargers minus four, Packers minus two and a half, Saints minus six and a half, Panthers plus three and a half, Chiefs minus two and a half, Cardinals plus 14 and a half. I like, ooh, wait, mm, am I going to give myself an out here? Look, the, the, the Chiefs line moved down to one and a half. Eww. I'm giving myself the out. Sorry, people. Chiefs minus one and a half. It, you know, I'm taking it. So there we go. Everyone, have a good Christmas. Uh, thank you all again for the support and everything. I appreciate it. And we're going to talk about DD next week because this is big news. If this is true, it's big. You know, and it's big for Yankee fans. So we will see what happens there.
everyone. Have a good one. Be safe tonight out there. Good night.